Welcome to Dealcast, the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham, a business journalist who's been covering M&A for more than a decade. In this episode, we're looking at ECM activity in Asia during the first part of 2022. I'm joined by ECM Editorial and Insights Director for Asia, Paris Lee. Hi, Paris. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Juliana. It's good to be here. To begin with, could you sum up the ECM performance for Asia in the first quarter of 2022? Okay, the first quarter this year has been quite disappointing, uh, although it's not something that's not totally unexpected, you know, because the past two years were like banner years for the markets. Um, so we do expect some kind of pullback this year, but not with this kind of magnitude. So if you look at the overall ECM market, right, the, the primary market is actually uh, plunge to multi-year lows uh, in the first quarter. Um, that's not that's because of the falling share prices globally. And uh, to, to give you a quick number, the MSCI Asia Pacific Index has fallen 9% year to date. And it's now actually tra- trading at the lowest level since October 2020. And, and what are the reasons behind that? The reasons, there are many reasons actually, like, you know, macro and micro. You look at the macro aspect, right? So we have concerns. There are concerns about how the global central banks, especially Fed, would tighten its interest rates. The pace and the magnitude of rate tightening, that's one thing. And then secondly, we have this, you know, development of China's property markets, uh, in uh, the second thing, uh, if you look at the Asia, you know, regional uh, factors, and then as well as you know, Beijing government's policy towards its various industries, especially the big tech companies, right? And last but not the least, we have this Russia war against Ukraine, you know, that has only made the inflation worse further. And can you talk us through some of the the numbers that back up what you've said? Certainly, certainly. So year today, uh, as of um, yesterday, actually, in Asia, we have uh, priced 104 IPOs uh, in total and raising 15.72 billion. And that would be the worst quarter since uh, ten, uh, the second quarter of 2020, when we printed 14.8 billion worth of IPOs. And then uh, that's it, uh, on the IPO market. And then if we talk about the full-on market, you know, that's not any any better. Uh, year-to-date, we had uh, 190 full-on uh, deals being priced, and they raised a total of $13 billion. And that's down sharply from the first quarter, 2021, that's a year ago, 400 deals being priced, and they raised a total, total of $41.5 billion. Uh, if you go, uh, if you like, you know, uh, move away from the equi- pure equity markets, you look at the equity bond markets, they also took a hard hit. Uh, so far this year, we only priced four deals and they raised a total of $1.23 billion. And if you compare with the last quarter, that's, uh, you know, the final quarter of last year, we priced 12 deals and they raised a total of 6.15 billion. So that's a very big difference if we look, look at, uh, talk about market decline. And is this just largely attributed to last year being a, being a bumper year? Exactly, exactly. And could you talk through some of the highlights of some of the individual markets and some of the IPOs that have taken place, please? 
Okay, uh, certainly. So um, let's talk about Hong Kong, right? Hong Kong being the hub of ECM in Asia. So um, like so far this quarter, uh, the city has only priced 10 IPOs and the amount they raise uh, is very small. It's only 1.51 billion. So um, if, you know, like from now until the end of uh, March, there's no further IPO being priced, this could uh, make get probably the worst quarter since the first quarter of 2013. That's uh, almost eight, nine years ago. And so does that mean that, that we're close to the bottom with this poor quarter in the, this first, the first quarter of 2022? I would, like to, I, would tend, I would be tempted to say yes, but the answer is no. Like we have talked to some investors in Asia, right? So uh, like there's actually right now a, uh, an IPO being, uh, being uh, you know, open right now in, in Hong Kong. That's a Ferrati, which is an Italian uh, yacht maker. So um, the appetite is small. So as we talk to some investors based in Hong Kong, uh, many actually haven't, you know, invested in any IPOs, in any Hong Kong IPOs so far this year. So think about how bad the situation is. And according to some investors, right, so um, for them to open their purse again, they would wait until maybe the Hang Seng Index to return to, you know, 27, um, you know, 27,000 or 28,000 point that kind of level and where is it now is barely 22,000 so there's still a long way to go for the market to recover. And what about looking at markets other than Hong Kong and China? Okay so last year we actually had two markets that stood out uh, that is uh, South Korea and India so they actually kind of helped investors you know, and, and, and bankers you know make up you know when Hong Kong was sort of slack right so um, if you look at uh, South Korea they actually priced you know uh, uh, the largest IPO this year which is LG Energy they raised you know, 10.7 billion in January so um, the stock has performed quite okay um, right now it's uh, it has increased um, a bit, you know, but you know that kind of uh, increase. If you compare with, uh, you know, how stocks and the IPOs performed last year, it's very minimal. So um, I think in general, like you know, you know, whether it is Hong Kong or like you know elsewhere in Asia, the risk appetite is rather muted. And it's such a big region with lots of countries, and we see macroeconomic factors uh, affecting all those countries differently, don't we? Yes, that's right. So, like, if you talk about Hong Kong and, and Korea, as we mentioned just now, they are in the Northeast Asia. So, um, what about Southeast Asia, right? So, uh, Southeast Asia, we actually look at a block of uh, maybe like, I, I would say like um, about a dozen economies. So, um, that is something, you know, there's something interesting going on right now in Southeast Asia. So, uh, in the past, you know, it's sort of like a, a laggard, you know, in terms of ECM activities in, in the region. But uh, the past two years, you know, thanks in part to this COVID situation, which, you know, like, you know, helped boost a lot of domestic demand. And thanks to the huge populations in many of these Southeast Asian countries, you know, that actually helped, you know, uh, those ECM activities in these countries picked out. So in Indonesia, for example, they, they priced uh, Bukalapa, you know, which is a, a super app, you know, in Indonesia last year. And that was the largest 
IPO ever for Indonesia last year. And right now, which is this week, actually, uh, they closed just yesterday the institutional books for a 1.26 billion IPO of GoTo Gojek Tokopedia in Indonesia. And we had a story uh, last week uh, which says that I think uh, demand for that IPO has been great because uh, valuation has, um, you know, the issuer has managed to cut the valuation uh, expectation to levels uh, that's very acceptable to investors. And you know, at the time when there's not much going on, like, you know, in Northeast Asia, you know, that name has certainly been um, very popular. Great. Thank you. Can we turn our attention to SPACs? This is obviously a huge trend we've seen, particularly in the US over very recent years. What kind of activity are you seeing in the Asian markets? Over the past year, I think we have seen Hong Kong and Singapore competing to be the first ever exchange for stock listings in Asia. And there were a lot of consultations, you know, going on between the the exchanges, the market regulators and the investors. And then unfortunately or fortunately, uh, Singapore made it to be the first, you know, ever stock market in Asia. Uh, they opened last year and then Hong Kong follows, you know, this year. So, um, and then there's this spot called Aquila Acquisition, which was listed on the Hong Kong Exchange recently. And that's the first ever spot to be listed on the Hong Kong Exchange. The spot, unfortunately, ended the debut session was 1% lower, um, which is not unexpected because the spot was set out to raise about 300 million, but they only managed to pocket 128 million. So that shows that, I mean, uh, it's not spark specific, but it's more like a macro, you know, environment. It's not there. The prices are not there. And then, um, so, um, demand was not there, you know, to begin with, which is why the secondary performance was not as exciting as we expected it to be. And do you think that others w- were watching this first one in Hong Kong to see how it performs, see what the appetite is? Will there be others waiting to follow? There is at the moment about a dozen other spots uh, working on on their uh, respective listings at the moment. Um, I'm not sure, like you know, when that would come online. They might be waiting for the market to um, the market reset appetite to recover further before they they go list up. But definitely, there is um, there is a number quite a decent number of spots you know waiting to be listed on Hong Kong. Great, thank you. And then looking more broadly again at the wider ECM market across Asia, what do you anticipate seeing next? So we, as we mentioned just now, we are actually seeing this shift of, you know, market gravity, you know, from North, Northeast Asia to Southeast Asia. So we are actually focusing quite uh, a bit of our time on the activities in Southeast Asia. So other than go to Gojek, Tokopedia, that's, you know, uh, like, opening right now in, in, in Indonesia and that actually follows a more than 200 million IPO that was priced in Malaysia earlier. And then uh, looking further down the road, we are actually expecting a, another like big size IPO coming out of Thailand that is from A-Commerce Group's I, IPO. And the company actually uh, expects to be listed uh, later this year or next year. But what's interesting is you know, there was a local press report earlier this month saying that the company is looking at a valuation of $130 billion by 2025, which is quite big for any Southeast Asian company by any standard. Great. Thanks very much, Paris. That was Paris Lee, ECM Editorial and Insights Director for Asia. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of DealCast presented by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. Please rate, review and follow the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, check out our show notes. Join us next week for another episode. 